Hi all, dear listeners. Welcome to this new episode of my podcast, A Digital Tomorrow. Today, I'm joined, I'm honored to be joined by Miguel Ángel Fernández Ordóñez, former governor of the Bank of Spain, which, as you know, is Spain's uh, central bank. Welcome, Miguel Ángel. Thank you, thank you, Ariel. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, the pleasure and honor is absolutely mine. And I, even though I think that uh, everyone will already know you, uh, I leave it to you to introduce yourself to, to my audience. Well, it's uh, I, my last job, and I'm, I'm, now I am retired. My last job was governor of the Bank of España, as you, as you said. And my professional career has been uh, the career of a, the boring career of a civil servant. <laughs> I mean, but it's true that I've been in, in many, many jobs in the public, uh, Spanish public administration. I've been secretary of state of uh, all the secretaries, uh, the, the state secretaries of the Minister of Finance, uh, Trade, Economy, uh, Finance, Taxes, and so on. And I've been uh, also president or chairman of some uh, independence agencies like uh, the Antitrust Court, that in Spain was a space of Federal Trade Commission but uh, well, more, more a court, no? a, a tribunal, this tribunal of Encyclopedia. And I, I also was uh, uh, president of the Energy Commission. And my last post was uh, governor of the of Banco, that is uh, special, independent or autonomous. Uh, and then, then my, my career has been devoted to liberalize the Spanish economy. I started with the government of uh, Felipe González that was a social democrat, but it's curious that uh, privatized 75 <laughs> companies and, and we liberalized uh, commercial outlets, the uh, rents and so on, many, many things. And it was a very, very interesting thing. And, and all my life has been advising to introduce free market in Spain. And really, Spain now has uh, a, a I think a very good comparing with other countries, free market uh, uh, rules, but not uh, 40 years ago. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, something. Well, thanks for, for the introduction. And as I said before, it's an honor because as most of my listeners know, I'm always uh, interviewing people from central banks. I'm very interested in, in central bank digital currencies and central banks in general. So having you here is, as I said before, a huge honor. Um, I'm going to ask you later about your experience as governor of the Bank of Spain, because I know that you had a, a rough job, a difficult job, um, leading the Bank of Spain during the 2008 uh, financial crisis. But I think that before that, I'd like to start uh, talking about CBDCs, because um, after you retired from the Bank of Spain, you kind of became an advocate of central bank uh, digital currencies. You've been very involved in in many conferences talking about this topic. So I wanted to ask you, like, why CBDCs? Why do you think that they matter? Why do you think they they are or will be important? Okay, I I, I will give you my view. That is a little different uh, of the answer that could give you many other people because. Uh, I think that why CBDC, uh, uh, the, the answer is because uh, authorities and central bankers were very uh, afraid or very uh, had fear about the Libra 
and the stable coin, and then they reacted proportion. But I, I am thinking in CBDC or what uh, was called before, I mean, 10 years ago was called sovereign money, digital sovereign money. And uh, why? This, the, the same at the end, because I think the only way, I, I, I see the, the, the current monetary and banking system uh, uh, have many problems, have many problems of lack of competition and uh, free market do not work. The free market discipline do not work. It's a, it's a sector, it's probably the, the, the most protected and intervened sector of all the economies. Once China and other communist countries join free market, I think that the, the pending liberalization reform is the, the payments and credit uh, liberalization, the banking activities. No? Uh, uh, then uh, why CBDC? Because I think that the, 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 the only possibility to have competition in, in banking services is to have a stable money, a, 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 a money that do not have problem of instability. And that's why the, uh, my idea of why we have not uh, now uh, enough competition is due to problem of stability. I would say that the deposits now are the, the digital currency that we use. But it's a digital currency that have many problems. The main problem is because it's not money. I mean, the, the, the euros, the physical euros, talking about the euros, but we could talk about any other currency, no? The, uh, uh, are money. I mean, uh, 50 euros are 50 euros. But a deposit of 50 euros is not money. It's a promise to pay you 50 euros. What, what does it mean? What does it mean? It means that it's not a safe asset. It's an unsafe asset. It's a risky asset, a financial asset that have the risk not to return your money. That is the problem. And, and it's a risky asset. And then it has the problem of conversion in money. For instance, uh, uh, solvency, uh, uh, solvency problems because the bank have invert, invested that money Uh, and they, uh, they uh, and the investments have failed, and they uh, they cannot return your money. Solvency, uh, the the physical uh, note of 50 euros do not have that problem because the, the money has not been invested. It's money. It's, it's, it's just you have. But uh, other problem that have the banks more important even than credit risk is the liquidity risk. What is the liquidity risk? Is the risk of not Uh, have the possibility to convert in money the investment you have rapidly, immediately to the demand. Uh, and then uh, uh, they have that problem, but the physical euro do not have that problem because if you have as mean of payment money, the currency, uh, uh, you, don't you don't need to convert in money. It's money. Then the, the, the physical euro. Then, Uh, uh, what uh, the, my idea is that we should have what we got in the physical world of money have in the digital world. Then, and that's why I think the CBDC is important because CBDC could be what is now the physical euro in digital, has been used by the central bank and then is a safe asset. Of course, it will have the problems of monetary policy, inflation, and inflation, but all currencies 
have that problem. But from the point of view of the stability, the, the lack of fragility that had the deposit, you had a, 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 a stable. And then, and I finish, then why? Is because the deposits had those problems. And then uh, uh, during one century and a half, because this started in the 19th century, the state has been trying to avoid the problem of having an unsafe asset, introducing remedies, introducing interventions. Mm -hmm. The most important is the lender of last resort. Then it was invented in the 19th century that the state, through central banks, lent to the banks to avoid the problems of liquidity. Well, that is a, an enormous privilege. It's fantastic. Uh, many enterprises in the world would like, I have liquidity problem, please give me a loan, the state, and so on and so on. As, 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 is, as is normal, we consider that that is natural, but it's not natural. It's, it's necessary, but it's not natural. It's necessary because you have an unsafe asset that is a deposit. Or uh, uh, the, the, the taxpayers, well, the bailing the banks, no? Why? Because if you don't bail out the banks during the, that crisis, I had a quarrel with my minister that was uh, in this because he said that uh, um, the, uh, we, we should not help banks and we should not bail out banks. Well, uh, you have to be a fool. I mean, you, you need to help banks. No? Why? Because uh, have credit risk. But if you have a, a, a physical uh, a, a physical euro, the, the notes, you don't have to, you don't need to, to save and to bail out the physical euros then, and you don't need to bail out the digital uh, uh, euros, the, the, the CBDC, no? Then that's important because in addition to that, in addition to that, uh, the problem that have the deposits is that uh, uh, even with those protection, they, the banks try to, 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 to invest in risky, uh, investment because they earn money. And then we have all the Basel III that I, I participate in that because I was a member of the F F uh, Financial Stability Board. It's an incredible and voluminous list of requirements. I mean, it's, uh, we, we, uh, that was translated or transferred to the Dodd-Frank law in the United States and the capital directive in the Euro. And all those laws with the decrees and so on have Two million words. Two million words. The Bible have seven hundred thousand uh, words. Uh, 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 then uh, one banker that want to be a serious person and fulfilled with the uh, Basel three need uh, to read uh, two Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, it, quite a lot. There is nothing similar in any other economic sector because it's a regulation that regulate the economic decisions. What is have a, a certain kind of Soviet, I mean, or, or, or communist? Because of course, regulation is very important. Regulation of antitrust, regulation protection, consumer protection, data protection, uh, uh, fraud, uh, anti-money laundering. I mean, the list of, 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 of in, in the Foods and Drugs Administration, they are, the, what you put in the food and so on. I mean, regulation is uh, extremely important to work well the markets, but not tell the producer, the entrepreneur, what he had to do. That is the prudential regulation. And, and with the CBDC, you don't need prudential regulation because that money has not been invested. Then that's why 
the CBDC allows in the future, because um, few people talk about this, <laughs> but in the future, it would be possible to liberalize. It would be possible to introduce competition. But now, no, now, now, uh, well, now I saw some speeches of bankers these days that uh, uh, the regulators should be more lenient with the Basel fee because if not, it's impossible to have competitiveness. And, and Martin Wolf yesterday wrote an article on FT. Uh -huh. Uh, uh, advising, please don't uh, listen to this uh, silence because if you introduce competition in, in this system, well, you could risk to have catastrophes in the, mm -hmm. in the money. Yeah? And that, that's, that's the way, my view on that, that I recognize that uh, so far is not uh, majoritarian. No, but it's interesting. I mean, we all know that many central banks are working on CBDCs, actually most central banks in the world, but I think that your views are taking this uh, topic like one step further, you know, it's not just working on CBDCs, but um, but more than that. And uh, precisely because of that, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> being you an advocate for CBDCs, same as myself, why do you think that um, some people and some banks as well, commercial banks, central banks are scared or worried about CBDCs? Well, because uh, I mean, because they want to maintain bank deposits. I mean, especially commercial banks and the central banks. I, I, I think that they thinking in the possibility not having deposits, bank deposits uh, is they are terrified. I mean, and with with a certain reason, because as far as you have deposits, you have to protect banks. You have to have privilege. You have to have prudential regulation. I mean. That is fully justified. I mean, it's, uh, I, there are people that say, no, we need to uh, uh, take out this uh, privilege. No, 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 you cannot if you don't have an alternative that is stable. Because if not, you have collapse of the flow of funds, of the flow of money. Then that's why I think uh, uh, they, they, is, is, they do not uh, see uh, what my view, in my view, is that uh, I am studying now why certain things that are obvious in the history during many years have not seen by people. And one is uh, because my wife is uh, a professor uh, about uh, and the sociology of women movements and so on, the, the, the votes of women. Then mm -hmm. you have the votes, uh, the, uh, the votes with the uh, 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 the in American Revolution, in France, in all the end, the absolutism and so on. But until 20th century, you don't allow to vote women. Then there, and everybody, the, the most important minds accepted that money should not vote. But once they vote, nobody imagine to, to, to prohibit the vote of women, no? I mean, it's, it's something that is obvious, half of the population that you prohibit, but has been two centuries without allowing the vote. And I think that is the force of natural, of what exists, then uh, the existence is, uh, uh, but I think that it's important not just to describe what exists. There is a sentence of Einstein that I like very much that he says, he said, Einstein, uh, knowledge is, 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 is very important, knowledge of what exists, but imagination is most important. <laughs> because 
and I see sometimes the, uh, the, 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 the work of the, the good economists, the Smith and Sean Walsh, imaginate a world where you don't have tariffs, where you don't have, you know, a world where the markets propose that. And, and then I think that they say, well, but banks are providing fantastic, uh, uh, fantastic products and, 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 and services. And it's true, I mean. Money and payments is important and credit is very important, but you don't need to provide with protection and intervention of the state. You could provide without that. I mean, it's important. No? There is a sentence in the 90s of Bill Gates, probably, perhaps it's apocryphal, but I like very much and I use with my students that uh, said Bill Gates is, uh, uh, we, we need banking. It is important, but we don't need banks anymore. <laughs> we need what the banks do. I mean, the payments is, is crucial, but that should be provided by an oligopoly and with the problem of stability and lack of competition. Uh, well, uh, what I think, no, but, but it's not easy to, to see that. The reason why 100, and, and I am I'm, I'm conscious that the, the reason why the, the central bank, the 100 central bank are studying that is not this, what I am saying now. It's just a defensive position against the stable coin uh, or the, the, the Yuan of China that uh, they said that could compete and so on and so on. I think this is viewed by, of course, not just by myself, but, but it's a still very minoritarian view. Then, uh, and I, I, I think that, uh, that uh, well, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that, uh, that uh, in the future we will, we will see that, but let's see, let's see what happens. No, I think you pointed out like uh, many interesting uh, ideas. Um, first of all, uh, you said that uh, what banks do is necessary but you don't need banks to do that. And I think, uh, I mean, uh, that makes sense, or, or perhaps we are kind of seeing that because we are seeing many tech companies which do not come from a banking background, I don't know, Google, Apple, and, and whatever, no, starting to offer financial services. So this shows you that, that of course, financial services are necessary, but perhaps how they are provided to us or by whom, that doesn't need to remain exactly as it is today. Then uh, you also talked about, um, let me, let me one thing. Sure. Probably we, we should never say that banks are not what is, is, is bad. What is bad in the banks is deposits. Because if you take out deposits and you're allowed to do any other services, you have gain. Then the, the problem of banks is the deposits. That is not only banks, I mean, savings institutions, landless banks, and so on. Then the problem is the fragility of deposits, fragility by design, excuse me. No, 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 I get it. And actually related to that, you mentioned before as well that even though most central banks are working on CBDCs, to some extent this work has been defensive, defensive against stable coins, even the rest of cryptocurrencies, again, defensive against certain but, countries which... I, I, I don't mind, I don't mind the, the, the reason because what I want is to have CBDC. Then, mm -hmm. if CBDC, then that's why I am not against the, all the, this work. I think it's fantastic, and especially it's important that they design very well and is used and so on. No, but uh, I mean because that's why sometimes I say, well, let's wait. 
because what, if we don't have CBDC, we cannot liberalize them. Please launch CBDC. But the idea now would be, as, as we said before, no, for central banks to launch their CBDCs, which, which is good, but more as, a, as an alternative means of payment, let's call it, as, as something like a secondary compared to, to the money that we already have. No? I mean, CBDCs are meant to become one more part of the future of money, but perhaps a limited one, no? because they are going to be limited, as you said before, by, by the very own central bank. So the thing is, so let's say that uh, this liberalization that you propose uh, becomes a reality in the future, then um, what would be the role of commercial banks? No? So if CBDCs become not just what they are meant to be, but what you suggest they should be, for all those reasons that you mentioned before, um, what role will central banks play in this future of finance? Well, uh, uh, the, the problem is uh, not the activities that are all beneficial. Let's see what the banks do now. They do payments, hmm. uh, uh, loans, and other activities that compete with others. I mean, uh, providing uh, investment funds, advisory, and so on and so on. Well, the problem is that you link payments to credit. But if you do all those activities separated, I mean, payments not linked to credit, you are provider of payments with CBDC credit, you take the money from the, uh, uh, the market, not from the deposits, and you provide credit. If you know to how to provide credit better than others, sometimes it's not clear because artificial intelligence sometimes provide and, and select better credit. But, but let's, let's admit that the banks know very well how to provide credits and the rest of activities. I mean, the, 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 uh, the importance is unbundling the money from credit, the money from risk, but you pro you could provide all, all those then. And, and even, even uh, uh, it's curious because in, in the 19th century, they have to prohibit that banks provide uh, uh, notes, no, and issue notes. Now you don't need to prohibit uh, banks to do what they are doing. The only thing that you are going to do is to remove the protections and privileges. And you, if you want to decide to do a bank, to, to do a bank, but what happens? That is impossible to maintain a bank. The, all, the protection of the banks is not like the protection of agriculture, that is, you reduce profits. No, it's an existential pro, 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 uh, protection. If you remove the protection and privileges, you, you don't need to prohibit banks. But nobody is going to be interested in put the money in a bank or provide credit uh, having the, the obligation without lender or a resource, without and so and so on. No? Then is is and this kind is something artificial. Then the, the normal thing is to provide payments, not relating with, is what we see with credit, with risk, is providing credit like an intermediary. What, how is going to be provided the credit in the market? Is savers decide what to do to borrowers and between them. And in the middle, what appears in the market is intermediaries, because intermediaries is something that, what do you want, what do you want, the merchant, uh, and so on and so on. The problem is that there is a paper of Kumhoff uh, in the Bank of England that say banks are not intermediaries, and it's true. 
because an intermediary asks you what, where do you want to invest, where do you want to lend, and so on. And I organize and so on. No, no, the bank takes your money and I decide what to do. That is not an intermediary. It's something that has the power of the state to take your money and decide all the investment. As I said uh, before, the, the, the investment, the problem is uh, the, that, that they are providing only uh, loan financing and with collateral. When, when what we need now is a market savers that want to provide, for instance, equity. Uh, uh, many people that have a lot of money uh, do not lend the money. They, they have a private equity and they uh, provide equity. Why not to allow that to all the citizens? Because all that amount of, of money that are, goes to credit and subsidize will go to other activities, no? Then, I, I don't know. I don't remember your question. <laughs> oh, no, we're talking about um, the future role of uh, commercial banks. Uh, in this world of CBDCs, no? if, if CBDCs uh, are uh, like uh, implemented the way that you suggested. In my, view, in my view, what we should do is to help bank to make this transformation, then allow them to separate activities and to decide you have a, 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 a company, a, an institution that provide payments and compete with many other people. You don't need a, a current account, account in a bank. And you provide credit with other, and you provide uh, with what do you want with other companies. And I help you because I think that they would need help. Because if you do what uh, has happened, for instance, with digital, digital uh, photography, digital photography started to appear and so on. And, and at the end, Kodak, that did uh, uh, traditional photography, went to bankruptcy. We cannot allow that with that enormous industry that is bank, I think that would need a transition program. But that transition program to do the new things in competition. Why I don't like the central banks that are putting limitations in the, in the Euro Digital and others, is that they try to protect banks to maintain them doing and uh, offering deposits then that's, uh, no, I mean, the transition should be to help bank. I always, from the beginning, because I, I know very well the, the banking industry, need help to do that. I mean, for instance, how to, now is a very interesting money because many banks, especially in the States and other, have a lot of reserves. And then you could change deposits by CBDC because they have a lot of, of, of reserves in the central bank. Then that, uh, but uh, well, very few people is thinking in that. I understand that we need time <laughs> and see that the CBDC exists. At this moment, what is important is what is happening, that India, others, uh, uh, Europe and others launch CBDC. That is the, the most important objective at this time. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I think the most important thing now, which maybe was um, unthinkable of a few years ago, is to see banks, um, central banks, actually issuing their CBDCs. No, how they are going to set it up? That's something that can be like, uh, like a de device or design in the future. No, uh, going with the flow, but at least, at least they're going to be there. No, and and there are some uh, obstacles that they are designing, like 
limitations that I think are not so serious because that would disappear once uh, at. There are other limitations that I don't like. For instance, interest remuneration. Money should not have remuneration, not positive, not negative, because it's not risky. The remuneration is linked. If you take risk, you want remuneration. Indeed. But money should not have. And this idea of negative remuneration, no, of Rogoff and others, well, I find totally absurd. I mean, because the one of the characteristics of money is that it's a store of value, and then the value do not change. Not more money, not less money. <laughs> no? But there are others, like limitation in, 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 the, in the amount and so on, that I do not see so dangerous. And if those limitations, uh, uh, well, is a way to, to sell the CBDC, welcome, I mean. <laughs> and you mentioned before uh, this idea that uh, you give your money to the banks, you know, but then you, don't, you do not decide what they do with that. And that brought to my mind uh, the global uh, financial crisis. And before asking you about that, I wanted to ask you about uh, digital bank grants, because I know I spoke with other central bankers and they, they are worried about um, the potential you know, uh, problems coming from digital bank grants if a CBDC becomes uh, massive. So do, do you share this concern? Or? No, that's, that's true. Let's, yes. Last week, we, we had a paper, I don't know if you saw, or the Fed, about all the literature about the, the problem and risk of this intermediation by introducing CBDC. But what is that? The, the problem is that if you study the problem of introducing CBDC, maintaining the deposits, they are right. I mean, because the problem, they say, is a problem of instability of CBDC? No, it's a problem of stability of deposits. If you maintain deposits, all you do have impact and, and you could create digital runs. Why? Because one of the things that I think we lack and, and part of my book is devoted to this, is the following. We have seen every day many papers, many studies about the advantages and disadvantages of Bitcoin, advantages of disadvantages of CBDC. But uh, I, I have not seen uh, with a certain modesty like I do in my book that you should start with advantages and disadvantages of the current digital money. Sure. This is, is the start. I mean, I always yes, yes, say, yes. Uh, uh, the, we are users of Google Map. I don't know if you use Google Map, but, but to know the, the right way, you need uh, how is your destination, but you need also to know what is your where you are. Yes, yes. Where you are. And we have not, I don't see any, beside my book, <laughs> a little modesty. A, a devotion of water, the many problems, because I say that the problem is stability and competition, but they have many other problems, many, many, many problems. I mean, the senior age, uh, uh, you have to use the finance, monetary financing, even if you say that you are not uh, financing the governments and many, many things that if you have CBDC, you don't have. No? Then that's why I think uh, 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 they are studying the problems of the transition. Okay, if you put CBDC in a transition and maintain uh, deposit, you have problems. But no, the, the, the correct analysis is to see what is the best 
coin, the best currency. And after, do, after knowing that the best is CBDC than bank deposit, study the transitions. And one of the transitions is to maintain, but other transition could be help banks to convert deposit in CBDC and so on. on. Then, uh, but, but it's normal. No, I, uh, the problem, that is not the problem of CBDC, it's the problem of an, an assumption that you have said that you are going to introduce CBDC maintaining deposits. Okay. And, and one of the uh, uh, things I've said is the, the word of disintermediation because you don't disintermediate. You uh, uh, have problems with the way the banks provide credit that they are not intermediaries. I mean, the word disintermediation in my view is, uh, is not correct because the banks no, are not, you, you create problems in the deposits. And that's true, but the, the problem is in the CBDC, no, the problem is the kind of transition that you accept. At, at the beginning, four years ago, if you see, for instance, the letter of, of Mario Draghi to uh, Span, uh, Spanish uh, parliamentarian in 2018, and he said that one of the reasons why uh, 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 the, the ECB do not uh, think that it's not good to launch a CBDC is that the central bank should not provide payment services. Well, 40 years ago, many people thought that the problem was that the central bank would provide or CBDC provides. No, that is one alternative. But today, nobody think that if we, uh, we have CBDC, uh, 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 the central bank is going to provide services. All the services will be provided. Then uh, the, the assumption, if you think that the CBDC should be provided the services by central banks, of course, I am against uh, the, of, of that kind of CBDC, but there are other possibilities. If you think that the only transition is to maintain deposits, you have problems, but why I am going to take that assumption? Mm. True, true, true. Um, now, uh, before wrapping this uh, very interesting episode up, and since we're running out of time, I wanted to ask you like in a couple of minutes about your experience as governor of the Bank of Spain, uh, because I mean, you, I guess you, you had the, the bad luck, let's say, of being governor during the global financial crisis, no? which was, um, I mean, it, it affected the whole world, but especially in Spain, it was quite bad. And it was bad for the financial system as well, no? in many ways, I mean, we already the bad news on the media every day. So you, you were there no, governing the Bank of Spain. So uh, what was your experience like in such a bumpy uh, times? Yes, uh, well, uh, you, you said bad luck. And I thought at the beginning that was uh, uh, right, no? and especially because the, 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 the calm and uh, luxury life of a central bank governor disappeared in <laughs> 2008. And I had to stay 12 hours working and so on and so on. But, but uh, uh, I think that uh, 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 doctor says that you know what is the, the how a, a, an organ works when uh, that organ did, does not work. I mean, <laughs> and then I, I, you could understand better the, the absurd of our system because you have seen how uh, the, the terrible consequences of a crisis, no? And that is from the point of view intellectually, is a very good luck 
having the <laughs> possibility to see a crisis because you have seen no that that tremendous no because uh, well and you discover because in each country well what did the bank of spain and in the states and the united kingdom in the united kingdom fall the second and third uh, bank and uh, in germany the the the, the commerce bank uh, in france i don't remember the name the americans have to uh, uh, introduce 700,000 billion dollars to in all the the big banks and so on no then uh, 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 you, you, my, my impression was, uh, well, they say that are bad bankers uh, or fraud, incluso bad regulators, bad central bankers, but if it happens all over the world, what is bad is the system. Is the, <laughs> I mean, see, not, 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 it is not possible all, um, all regulators, all bankers and all the, doing, ba uh, doing uh, uh, bad things. There is something in the system, and that that was a very interesting uh, perception. No, the, the idea that because uh, the rest is relatively simple, because it's what I am saying now. Now, if you have uh, uh, the possibility of a crisis of money, you have to save banks, and then what we what we did was to save banks, inject sixty thousand million uh, euros. And the other, well, the Commerce Bank, 35,000, and so on and so on. And then, and, and try to do that, convincing the, uh, the population and the population that if you don't save the banks, it's a catastrophe. You could cut credit one month, two months, but if you cut the flow of money of one big bank in Spain, and we have shown that with millions of, uh, uh, of people during five days, well, the, you, you have a catastrophe, total catastrophe. And that's why, well, that's why that's a curious thing because I say the banks are fragile, but during that crisis, only one or two banks, the Iceland and so on, and, and the Lehman that was not a bank, uh, a commercial bank, was an investment bank, uh, uh, went to bankruptcy. No government, no central bankers allowed to have a bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> then they say, well, this is the warranty of deposits. No, it's the warranty of all the balancing of the banks. I mean, not just deposits, everything. No? Then the experience intellectually was very interesting. I had a quarrel with the minister, well, in my view, totally incompetent because he created a problems additional in the market and so on. And, uh, and then we, we, uh, we also saw the problems of the, uh, with the, uh, not having the CBDC, the digital euro, uh, with the problem of fragmentation, the problem of the, 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 the danger of, uh, of leaving the euro in Greece, Italy, and, and Spain. No? Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Miguel Angel, for sharing all those uh, very interesting and precious uh, thoughts uh, with me, as I said before. It's an honor to, to host you here today, and it's been an absolute honor to be able to speak with you for these over uh, 40 minutes about uh, central bank digital currencies, um, the digital euro, and your experience as governor of Bank of Spain during the financial crisis. I think we all got to learn a lot, and I think it's very interesting as well because I got to hear uh, the views from, from someone who worked in the central bank. But let's, let me say perhaps uh, the revolutionary views, no? because your views about CBDCs 
are perhaps uh, quite different from, from those uh, from other people that I've interviewed here before. And I think that's what makes this episode so interesting. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you very much to you. Uh, it has been a pleasure and uh, having the opportunity to tell things. No, I am conscious that these things are not uh, uh, of today, but I hope uh, they will be tomorrow. And then tomorrow, uh, stability and competition, the economic effects, because now I see that uh, the discussion on CBDC is centered in many important things, technologies, interoperability, privacy, uh, cross-border, and many, many important things because to have a, a good CBDC is good. But I think that also devote certain time to the economic effects, not just this kind of thing that are important, the economic effects, stability, competition, uh, once we have the CBDCs, I think that uh, people would be interested in that because now the view is sometimes a user view. No, the, we make a consultation. What do you think is good? Well, but that is not enough. I mean, it's important the citizens' view, no, because in in general, no, a, a, a consumer view uh, uh, like uh, uh, bread that is uh, have a low price. Uh, but if that low price is subsidized, the taxpayers have anything to do. I mean, uh, then the user view is important, but it's not enough, no? Yeah. And that's why I think when all these things has been done, and I think it's a fantastic work, by the way, unnecessary, no? Well, I expect that uh, we will talk about the economy. Mm. No, I agree, I agree. I, even when I myself am teaching about this topic, because I teach courses on CBDCs, I find it much easier to find information or to find a message to convey when it comes to to the um, to the user approach to the topic. No, when you talk, for example, about privacy or about the technology behind CBDCs, rather than when we talk about what effect they are going to have on on financial stability, on the monetary policy of a country. I think this part has been, of course, studied by central banks, but I think well, many more things will come from from appearing in the future for sure. Okay, thank you, Oriol. Thank you very much, Miguel Angel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And to all my listeners, please stay tuned for the next episodes. Thank you. Thank you.